Hello, this is Alex, and you're listening to the John Cast. We're talking about the Oscars today. Roll the intro. So as you saw, we have a new intro. As with that, we are doing the podcast a little differently. Well, not really differently. I plan to make it better, and the things that are better, um, I think will improve it altogether, like the better intro song that I created the other day, as well as I now have a list of points I want to make, so I'm not just like a chicken with my head cut off just running through these. <laughs> And I also am doing a bit more post-processing on my voice, like a real filmmaker. So we are doing things a bit differently. And as the podcast continues, I want to take on more guests. I want to talk about more things related to the film industry rather than just my own experiences. So with that out of the way, let's continue on with today's topic, the Oscars. I think as a filmmaker... I believed, or I guess I used to believe, it was my duty to watch the Oscars every year as they came out. I I know that I share that with other people because it's something that, you know, as soon as the nominees got announced, we're just talking about it. All, all of my friends at school are talking about the Oscars. And I think that's pretty cool. I think that that develops a sort of community and it adds discussion for what's going on in the movie industry that we can all kind of come together to at this big event. But does that also bring some issues with it? I think so. Now, we're going to be talking about issues in this video related to uh, gender inequality, um, black people and misrepresentation of black people. So if that doesn't suit your vibe, then this may not be for you. But I am going to be taking a pretty nuanced approach to everything, and I may get things wrong. So, of course, if you do think I got things wrong, feel free to correct me. I'm somebody where I'm always learning, so I try to take every mistake I make with a, a stride and the ability to learn more. But with that said, make sure to keep an open mind when I start talking about these, and also make sure to remember that I could be wrong. As uh, Joe Rogan says, he's a fucking idiot, and I'm a fucking idiot too. Or he calls himself a fucking idiot. Not that I watched that podcast, but I just know of it. <laughs> um, God, I used to watch it so long ago. God, I, I think it was like middle school or high school that I watched it. Uh, keep in mind, I've been out of that area for about four years, and I've, I've learned since then. Um, but I, I was back, I believe, when he was talking about uh, not the shit he talks about now. So <laughs> that's fun. Um, he's also one of the reasons why I started podcasting, so that's also kind of fun. I think he was the earliest time I got into it. So kind of like him, I'm a fucking idiot. Let's keep going. All right, so let's start off with defining what the Oscars are. I actually learned a lot about the Oscars, um, and not everybody knows this stuff. So if you do, um, I'll be going quick over this. So the Oscars are a group of people that basically pick 
and nominate and then that nominate, sorry, I don't know what is with me today, nominate and then eventually pick a uh, group of movies to win. Um, and that is what we call, and I'm the Academy, the Academy picks. Now, I'm not sure what that even means. I don't know where that started from. It sounds like a really silly name to just call a group of like 9,000 people just an academy. But um, but yeah, they basically give this little little prize. You've definitely seen the, the little human the gold statue that they give out to whoever wins. And yeah, I'm kind of taking a lot of this from the Wikipedia. So, <laughs> so it's a group of people and that group of people decides on a single movie to pick. So, why do they exist? That's an interesting question, because they've been around for a long time. I mean, God, back when the movies started, basically, uh, essentially. I mean, they were, they were doing back when, you know, black and white was the main main vibe. So they've been around for a long time. And a lot has come out about them since... Uh, the ni 1935, it says here. I don't know what that is, but I guess that's a good estimate. <laughs> and for this year specifically, we have a lot of fun nominees, a lot of Dune, a lot of uh, West Side Story, a lot of The Power of Dog, and um, a lot of... What's the other one? Tick, Tick, Boom. And one... Being the Ricardos, which is a story about, I don't know. I haven't seen many of these, except for Dune. Dune's really the only one. And that's okay. I think a lot of people get this idea that you have to watch all the movies that are in the Oscars, because if you don't, you're missing out on something. But I think that stigma is not really fair. I know a lot of people get their ideas of what to watch from the Oscars, and for that reason, it's very important to watch them. But... I don't think it's that important to watch them. You can still just like enjoy movies and not watch them that are shown in the Oscars. That's perfectly okay. And I hate that this, you know, internal stigma happens. Like, <laughs> why do we tell ourselves that, that you have to watch them? I don't know. I don't think that's okay. But uh, that's just a separate issue with kind of the culture of it that I... I'm going to get into a bit later, but another thing is we need to talk about who votes for them because there are about like 9,000 people who do vote for them. And you would probably not be shocked to hear that a lot of them are not very unbiased. Not only do a lot of them, there have been allegations of some of them getting paid. You know, you hear the, the, the words of how a lot of movies kind of paid to get into the Oscars. Well, what other way would that happen other than people just paying the people to get them? I'm not saying that that exactly happens. There's not really not a lot of evidence, but uh, it, it would <laughs> make sense that a studio would want to get their movies up there, especially if to be nominated. I'm not sure how that process works. Um, but a big issue with the Academy is a fuck ton of them are really the same kind of people. Let's, uh, let's go into this a little deeper. In 2012, the results of a study conducted by the Los Angeles Times were published describing the demographic breakdown of approximately 88% of the voting membership. Of the 5,000 active voters were 94% Caucasian 
and 77% were male. 54% were found to be over the age of 60, and 33% of voting members are former nominees, and 19% are winners. And that is something that we should not be striving for. Now, I get it. Whenever somebody starts to like bring up identity politics, it it for a lot of people that is a turnoff, and it makes sense. Not only is our identity politics used for a specific type of aesthetic liberalism by companies to kind of push very obvious agendas. I don't think they could be real obvious by just um, faking like a fucking idea that the company, you know, is trying to make you believe they value. But for the most part, none of these companies actually care about um any of the things that they say they fight for. They don't really care about making the pool more um, more fair. They don't care about like maybe mixing it up so not as many of them are just kind of white or male. And that's something I don't think we should really be striving for. Not on the basis that those people are white or male, but because that really limits the types of stories that can be told or voted on. For example, I think a lot of people kind of have noticed that the Oscars are the same every year. The same types of movies get voted for Best Picture. And that is kind of a sign that there is some very strong biases in there. You, you, you always get the same kinds of movies that end up winning. Um, and those not, aren't all always the, the most popular movies. Um, it's only not until last year where we, we got a, a female director to even win. So that on itself is a step in the right direction, but also a sign that things are not great. Um, another thing is that, um, that, I mean, just the, the other thing is that take a look around where you work in the film industry. A lot of the times you'll look around you and you'll see a lot of people that kind of look like you. And that's something I've noticed too. There's just a lot of people that look the same. Now, I don't think that's just an issue with just one thing. It comes from a variety of of things that um that make that happen. For example, like the fact that minorities are less likely to be rich than people who aren't a minority. I mean, that's, it's, <laughs> you can't really disprove that um, because a lot of the wealth is held by, you know, white people. And it's been that way for ages. You know, that's kind of an understood thing. And that fact alone with a business that you really need an initial investment to get up on, especially if you want to get into it, makes it not very fair. I mean, film school alone is really expensive. If you don't have the hundreds of thousands of dollars to pay for it, you're most likely not going to it, which is a very big reason why your class, a lot of the people look the same because they all come from a lot of the same background where their families have money. Um, and that's the same way for the industry. A lot of the people who get high up in the industry are there because of how they were born. They're there because of luck. And because of that, 
they are in a much higher place than someone who doesn't come from that. I mean, it's just fact. If you aren't born with a lot of money, then how are you going to be able to uh, get, uh, have an uncle that is super fucking rich and a, a movie director boost you up to that level? I mean, you're not because you're not born into that. And that is just a very unfair reality of how it is. And because of that, a lot of minorities are forced to work from the ground up. Not saying that there aren't any minorities that are in the forefront of film. There definitely are. But there is such a difference between that. For example, um, in 2019, only um, only 85% of people who were directing movies were um, were white. 85%. And only 14% were a minority. Now, very luckily, that has switched up to 25% minority and 70% white. But that is still... We still have work to do. I mean, <laughs> that's not a great number. I mean, there... And then uh, on the on the scale of female producers to male producers... Um, it, it, female producers as of 2017 are at 30% while um, in... 20, 2017, the same year, 80% of male producers are producing films. And that's not great. We shouldn't strive for that. The more balance is better, not only for fairness sake, but for story's sake as well. And I think this is why we see a lot of the same stories being voted in. That's why you see a lot of, like, one of the reasons why you see a lot of movies about Hollywood being nominated and eventually winning the the oscars um and because of that, that that has to do a lot with the type of people that are voting for this the fact that a majority of the people who are voting come from mostly the same background of rich white or are currently living in that situation makes a very large bias for those types of stories that that um exhibit that type of that that can that person can relate to because a lot of the stories we we think of are stories that we are personally lived a lot of the stories we relate to like for example i'm not gonna i'm not going to relate as much to the story of um uncut gems as like someone else might just because it's not my experience my experience more lies with a white kid who grew up in a nice family and who struggled with things, but my story isn't going to be one that would be like someone who was struggling with a lot of money and insecurities in their household, which also I think is not fun. I'd love new stories. And if I can see more amazing stories from people with these insane experiences in their lives, I think the better. I want to hear a story about like a Mexican person who has to fight for for what they believe in and fight to survive in the world or, or anybody from a minority. It, it just sounds so much better than hearing the same stories over again. And I think overall that kind of um, that kind of ad addition to the types of stories that are being created will just overall improve the general creativeness creativityness and and not just give us the same garbage i mean that's a whole nother separate issue with how a lot of reboots are happening a lot of the same movies are being made by a lot of the same people and it's not really changing and that 
also comes down to the fact that movies are for profits and not exactly art, which is also another thing that is kind of weird with the Oscars. Now, I do agree that superhero movies are not inherently for like artistic value. They're not using like a Dutch angle in the French Revolution on Revolution fucking whatever the fuck film student cool shit you want to say. I value those movies, but movies aren't all just about <laughs> how artistically expressed it is. Some certainly are, and that is a big part of it. But for instance, this year specifically, Spider-Man No Way Home. A lot of my friends fucking love that movie. It was entertaining. It was cool. I don't think there are any nominations for it. And that is in part due to the fact of, I think, the age of a lot of the people who are running this. Like I said, 60, like, like, um, like 50% to, I think it's 60, like 80, 70. I forget what it is. Actually, I can look right here. They're like, a lot of them are 60 and up, which of course they're not going to like a fucking superhero movie. You're 60. You're going to like the movies from your, your year of when you grew up, which is another reason why a lot of that shit is the same. Most people can't even, like, get into the academy. They don't have the money or the time until they're older. You think, like, someone who is making movies now who will have a vastly different experience than someone who grew up in, like, the 80s or 90s, do you think they have a chance of getting into the academy to vote on these movies? Fuck no. I don't, I don't think it's fair. And I think if the academy made actually wanted to make more of an effort to diversify and to diversify the pool of the people who are voting they need to think about this think about how if you have a bunch of 60 plus white men there's gonna be like a fucking there's gonna be a lot of the same shit being voted in because a lot of those people have the same lived experiences um and that's another issue that I think is wrong with the Oscars is there's a sense of groupthink that happens when you have all these people together. It's very easy to just look at the movie that was the most successful or the movie that everybody else is looking at, that their opinion is like, just like, this is the best thing ever made. But to you, it might not be the best thing ever made. <laughs> And I think that this internal conversation inside the film industry and film conversations in general is kind of going to be influenced a lot by what the main group is thinking. Uh, for example, Dune. I didn't think it was that great. I know a lot of people are going to fucking hate me for this. I know a lot of people love Dune. But me personally, with the, the movies I like, it was not that great of a movie. It was kind of long. And I did not enjoy it as much as other people very clearly did. And look at that, how many nominations that movie has. And it's very likely going to win a lot of those nominations. You know, that alone is a big reason why the Oscars do not fucking matter. <laughs> because whatever the opinion of these people that think all the same, for the most part, a lot of them think alike, I should actually say. I shouldn't really be going into definitives, but they think alike a lot of the time that kind of have the same shared experiences because of like who they are and how they grew up is you're just not going to get a lot of great things. 
that said, Parasite the other year is a great example of like having more representation of different cultures. And I think we need more of that. Specifically, I don't think we should have an international feature film thing. I think they should instead consider just international feature films altogether in the main lineup. Because I think it's hard for people to remember, but the U.S. is not the only place in the world. <laughs> I mean, we're not the only people that exist. We're not the only people that make movies. And I think, um, I think we should, in order to add more variety, we should think more about involving those. You know, they, they might not be as popular in the U.S., but they might be like super fucking popular somewhere else. And we're not the only place in the world. We're, we're just one part of the world. Same thing with animation. Well, actually, that kind of makes more sense why it's its own thing. Because it's a completely different medium. But I also think they should have like a separate show for animation. Because some of them kind of need that. Also, I don't know why Raya is Raya and the Last Dragon is even nominated. Because from everybody I've heard, it was not that great. Especially being put up against fucking, uh, what is it? What are they being put up against? Um, Luca and what, what's the other one? Um, the other Pixar film. The fact that <laughs> that is being put up a Pixar film, put up against a Pixar film in general is a crime. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, I stand, I, I digress. <laughs> Okay, that was a lot. I did a lot of talking there. And I hope I got my point across. I'm just looking at my notes to actually see what I had written down. Yeah, so, okay. Gatekeeping of people who don't like this or don't know the newest movie. Yeah, so that's basically like people who are like, well, you didn't watch this movie and a lot of people are talking about it, but you haven't watched it, and it can make you feel kind of left out. That's kind of what I'm talking about there, where it's like, fucking, I haven't seen any of these movies, but then I hear people talking about it, and I'm like, very intrigued to go watch it, but I really don't. <laughs> and then I'm afraid to have a separate opinion of it, because everybody else is like, oh, it's so great, it's been snubbed, or whatever, as people say. It's been very common, actually, um, lately, that word being used. I never really heard that being used as much when I was a kid, but oh my gosh, has it risen in popularity. Wow. Also, I don't know why remakes are even being considered for this. That is a little, that's a bit of a, a hot take, but I mean, okay, the, the Cruella was kind of cool with their costume design. I will admit that was kind of, I haven't seen it, but I have seen the, the ads for it and they do look kind of cool. So I, I haven't seen the other ones though. I have a feeling that might be snubbed as well. <laughs> that, that, not, uh, that, category but yeah wait was Cruella nominated for two what wow okay I guess I might be wrong with that but it looks like they were nominated for two that's kind of crazy um anyway I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast uh I hope you enjoyed the different type of vibe that I hope it's eliciting and I'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Bye-bye.